Let's magnify the Lord, everybody, in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give somebody a high five. Tell them we come to have church today. Whoa, that was about 50% of you guys. Turn to somebody. Shake somebody's hand. Give somebody a high five. Tell them we come to have church today. How many came to magnify the Lord? Come on, any young people came to give God some praise today? Any mothers in the house came to magnify the Lord today? Come on, mothers, make some noise in this house. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. I know you look good with your hair doing your outfit, but I hope that won't stop you from getting your praise on today. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Remain standing. Let's turn our Bibles into the book of First Kings, chapter two. And while you're turning, uh, man, these last couple of days, weeks has been awesome, and um, I've just thoroughly enjoyed myself being here and enjoying the services and the preach word of the Lord and the fellowship. And uh, we give honor to the Spirit of the Lord that's in this place, a great atmosphere of praise and worship. Thank you for your participation and your involvement in service today to Pastor and Sister Brown, great friends of mine. We honor the man of God, the angel of this house. Amen. Would you help me celebrate the man of God and his wife? Amen. We praise the Lord for them. Amen. Thank them for their hospitality, their friendship, and of course our friendship that has grown throughout these days. And uh, we appreciate, amen, Pastor Sister Brown and, and all that they have done towards me and taking care of me. And I'm looking forward to going back home with my family tomorrow. Amen. Spoke to my wife earlier today, and uh, she says hello to the church. And uh, I'm just waiting to get back home. Amen. It's Mother's Day, and uh, I can't wait to get back home. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that are here today. Looking beautiful. Amen. This is your day. And for some mothers here, you're, you're both mothers and fathers. And uh, we give you double honor for that. Amen. In the world that we're living in, we thank God for mothers. Amen. Mothers that know how to not only make children, but also know how to raise them up. Uh, somebody say amen. Amen. Mothers that know how to nurture, uh, knows what it is to stay in the fire. Not for yourselves, but for what's greater, which is your child. And so we honor you mothers on this special day. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, husbands, treat them good tonight. Take them out to eat. Hello, somebody. I don't know why I'm losing amens. I'm already preaching. Amen. Y'all don't say amen. Y'all ain't going to give nothing for these young people to say. You ain't going to say amen. What's going to happen when they walk down the aisles and they have children? Amen. Y'all better clap your hands so y'all know. Listen, y'all better treat them right. I mean, he still knows that it's, it's still not good for a man to be alone. know if that was God or that was a sign or what, but we might as well have a little Bible study, but how many still know that it's still not good for a man to be alone? Hello, somebody. Amen. Thank God that a man still does, needs to desire a woman. 
and a woman desire a man. Amen, somebody. Amen. 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 Y'all ain't going to say amen. I'm going to say amen. Amen. That's right, preacher. That's right. Amen. I know that's right. Amen. So we, we thank the Lord. We thank the Lord. Amen. Don't, don't, don't start this, Christine. Amen. <laughs> First Kings chapter 2. Amen. First Kings chapter 2. She's my help today, so I guess me and her will have church. Second Kings chapter 2. Yesterday was a good day. We played ball. You want to come up here, Doc, and just give them the results? No, I'll let y'all stay over there. I'm not going to make fun of them. They, they, they're they pretty good ballers. I've never seen Mexican play balls like that. I've never. Honestly, I'm just going to be honest. I've never. I mean, I, th- I always thought it was about World Cup and soccer and all that, but you guys are pretty good on the court. Not bad. Not bad. You know, pretty good. So I'm not going to say that they were garbage. They were scrubs and all that. We all wanted to win. It was hot, you know, we all missed some shots, missed some layups, and we worked hard. But the outcome is, Brother Jolly and Pastor Brown, we won two games out of three games. So that's all That's all you need to know. Best out of three series. We got the W. So you got the mark of the beast. You got the big L. You got the loser. So when I come back next year, you can re- or whenever I come back, you can redeem yourselves. All right. Have to throw that in. I've got the mic. Uh-huh. First Kings chapter 2. The twins, I missed y'all. I don't know what happened. Soccer practice, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> y'all ain't ready. <laughs> Second Kings chapter 2, verses 12. Verses 12 through 19. That's right. Y'all better stay in that sport. Uh, chapter 2. <laughs> Verses 12 through 19. Then sat Solomon upon the throne of David his father, and his kingdom was established greatly. And Adonijah, the son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon. And she said, Comest thou peacefully? And he said, Peaceably. He said, Moreover, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And she said, Say on. And he said, Thou knowest that the kingdom was mine, and that all Israel set their faces on me, that I should reign. Howbeit the kingdom is turned about, and is become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. And now I ask one petition of thee, deny me not. And she said unto him, Say on. And he said, Speak, I pray thee unto Solomon, for he will not say thee nay, that he give me Abishag, the Shunammite, to wife. And Bathsheba said, Well, I will speak for thee unto the king. Bathsheba therefore went unto the king Solomon to speak for him for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed himself unto her and sat down on his throne and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother ah. and she sat on his right hand Exodus chapter 20 in verse number 12 Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 12 honor thy father 
and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. I want to focus my attention on verse number 19 of 1 Kings chapter 2. The Bible says, and we're going to talk about chapters 1 and 2 and get right into the word of the Lord, but my my focus comes from verse 19 when Bathsheba takes this request from Adonijah, her, her half-son, went into the King Solomon to speak on his behalf. And so, so intriguing to me that the king rose up to meet her. Normally, when you go into the presence of the king, you go to meet him. But look what the king did. The king rose up to meet her. And not only that, but then he bowed himself unto her. It gets better. He and sat down on his throne. You're talking about honor. And caused a seat to be set for the king's mother. And she sat on his right hand. On this special and significant, glorious, celebrated day, Mother's Day, I want to not only talk to and highlight all the mothers in the house today, but also the church. It is my honor to be here on this special day, and I want to preach from this subject, Mother, it's my turn to bow. Mother, it's my turn to bow. Mother, it's my turn to bow. Look at somebody say, it's my turn to bow. My turn to bow. Father, in the name of Jesus, you're in this place today. I feel your power. I feel your presence. God, the word of the Lord is already anointed and powerful. I pray, God, that you will anoint us to receive. I pray that you will do what you only can do, and that is to speak and move. Satan, the Lord rebukes you in this house. We bind every devil, every spirit that may rise itself against the word, the work, and the will of God in this house. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. God, we pray for an open door of utterance to declare the mysteries of Christ. We pray for impartation in the spirit. Strengthen my body, O oh God. Use me to preach your word in this house. Draw sinners to an altar of repentance. Edify the body of Christ so ultimately you are glorified in this house. And we give you praise and we give you glory. In no other name we pray. Thank you for every mother that's in this house. We celebrate them today. In Jesus' name. And let the church say amen. Put your Bibles down and put your hands together one more time. And let's praise the Lord in this house, everybody. Clap your hands, everybody. Clap your hands, everybody. Clap your hands and praise the Lord together. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you.
a mother is considered to be the female parent of a household. In the Hebrew family, the mother occupied a higher position than that enjoyed by women in many other nations. The mother's duty were primarily domestic, but she was held in high regard by her family and Hebrew society. Uh, the concept of mother was sometimes used in other more figurative ways. Nations were sometimes thought of as mothers. The prophet Ezekiel used mother as a metaphor for Israel. After being nurtured and cared for by their mother, the princes of Israel brought, brought shame upon her by their idolatrous practices. Jeremiah used the concept of Israel as mother to personify the nation's sin, while Hosea made it a continuing theme of his prophecies. The word mother was sometimes used to describe large and important cities. The city of Abel of Beth Maccah was called a mother in Israel. The city was also a mother in terms of its influence. Babylon was called the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. The figurative meaning of mother also included ancestry. Eve was the mother of all living. God blessed Sarah by declaring that she shall have or she shall be a mother of nations. Uh, Rebecca was blessed to become the mother of thousands of ten thousands. The love and nurturing of God is sometimes compared to the love and caring of a mother gives to a newborn child. Paul referred to the new Christians as babes in Christ implying a connection to Jesus and God as mother as well as father. Figuratively, a city is mother of the surrounding villages it daughters. Uh, the prophet Ezekiel uses mother of the way for the parting of the way into two roads which branch from it. As from a common parent, one Arabic commentary translated it as the highway. In other words, she is considered to be mother of the way to simply give direction and guidance. I thank God today that especially in this day and age we are living in, where parents are stepping out of the way. Where children are talking back to their parents. When children are hitting and cursing their parents out. When children are taking their parents to court. Yeah, don't get too quiet on me. It's going to get rough. 
when children are walking in and out of the house whenever they want to. When children are bringing home dirty money from violence, drugs, and prostitution so that bills can get paid. When children are locking their bedroom doors for privacy when they don't pay the rent or they don't pay the mortgage. I'm going to need some of you parents to help me preach just for a little bit. That in the midst of a disobedient generation, when mothers are stepping out of the way because of what the school system might do and what the social worker might say, that we still have mothers that are going to stand in the way. Ah, yeah. Mothers who, who don't spare the rod and spoil the child. And, but mothers that will stand in the way to tell their child that I brought you into this world and I will take you out. I wish I had some old school parents that are in the house today. I, I wish I had some mothers today that will say, I'm going to stand in the way. I know what the school systems might say, and I, I know what the social workers might do. And as a matter of fact, you can you can put me in the newspapers if you want. And I can be on the news for tomorrow. And so you can you can go as far as slapping some handcuffs on me, but you can you can take my child to into some kind of state custody if you want to, but it will be a cold day in hell. If I'm going to raise a child that is going to stand and disobey me, I'm here to let you know that I will tell my boys that know ye not that I am your daddy. It is he that I made you and not you yourself. I am your parent. And as for me in this house, you will obey me. There's still a law of the Lord that still says, honor thy father and thy mother. Why? That thy days may be long on the earth. Young people, you've got a right to give God praise for the fact that you're still alive today. You know how many young people are in their grave because of the simple fact that they disobeyed their parents? But come on, somebody. There's got to be a generation of young people that will stand on the commandments of God. That they will obey their father and mother. I'm going to lead a little bit more monitor in this house. Come on, clap your hands and give God some praise in this house. Ah, this first and second kings follow immediately upon the history recorded in first and second Samuel. Together, these four books selectively covers the entire history of kings of Israel and Judah. First and second kings chronologically cover four centuries of that history. From the time of the King Solomon to the time of the Babylonian exiles, the purpose of first and second kings were written to provide the Hebrew people in the Babylonian exile with a prophetic interpretation of their history so that they will understand why the nation split. The author emphasizes that the division and the collapse of Israel and Judah were the direct 
and inevitable consequence of idolatry and unrighteousness on the part of the kings and the nation as a whole. In view of this fact, the author evaluates the success or failure of each king according to his faithfulness or unfaithfulness to God and the covenant. No matter what success a king had, politically or economically, he was judged a failure if he did not uphold the covenant. This prophetic understanding was presented so that the captives might forever turn away from idolatry, turn to God, and follow his commandments in future generations. The book of 1 Kings introduces us to King David, who is now old and stricken in years. The Bible says that they tried to cover him with clothes, but but he got no heat because of his age. And so his servants said unto him, let there be sought for the king a young virgin. Yeah. And they sought for a fair damsel throughout all the coast of Israel and found this young virgin by the name of Abishag, a Shunammite young virgin and the bible says they brought her to the king her job was to cherish the king and to lie in thy bosom so that he may get heat so you know you can interpret your own what kind of heat that is so anyway the bible goes on to say that adonijah David's fourth son rebelled against his father by proclaiming himself king of Israel. And even though God and David had designated Solomon to be the next king, from history, from the history of David until his death, he troubled, he had trouble with his sons. In spite of his record of a good ruler, he failed greatly as a father. Neglecting or refusing to teach, guide, and discipline his sons properly. As a result of this, David's life was full of grief and sorrow. Yes, his first son Amnon raped his half-sister Tamnar and was subsequently killed by his half-brother Absalom. Yeah, David's third son Absalom now rebels against an attempt to kill his father. Now his fourth son was rebelling and was later executed by Solomon. Because David failed to follow God's will regarding his family, he experienced one sorrow after another throughout his life. There is no fruit of discipleship more important in our lives than endeavoring with all our hearts to remain faithful to devouring with all our hearts to remain faithful to our spouse and children and to lead them into a life of godliness through the teaching and example of the word of God. Ah, one great example uh, of fruit bearing from discipleship is the story that has been told in many Sunday school classes and in many Jewish homes. The character of Moses, my brothers and sisters, is a legendary one with drama and intrigue and war. However, we do not see how he became this great man. For behind every great man is a great mother 
who sees the greatness of the future. Oh, can I talk about it just for a little bit? Uh, you see, Moses' mother is unnamed here in the book of Exodus chapter 2. However, we are told her name in chapter 6. And Amran took him, Jacobeb, his father's sister, to wife. And so the Bible says he married his aunt. She realized how extraordinary this child was. And she kept him hidden for three months. The example of a great mother is shown in this fundamental characteristic that a person does not have to be great or well known among men to be a great person of faith and great in God's plan. Can somebody say amen? Uh, God always uses insignificant and ordinary people to do extraordinary things. So that when we can all understand that it was not man's strength that accomplished great things, but it was the God in us who enabled us to do great things. From this others will testify to say to God be the glory for the great things he has done. What is so awesome about the mother of Moses is that she made an investment by hiding what was valuable to her. Uh, by hiding uh, what was valuable, it gained interest over a period of time. It wasn't the interest of stocks and bonds. And it wasn't the interest of mutual funds and annuities. It wasn't the interest or the investment of a house, but she made an investment by making a down payment on her child. I, I feel my help coming on right now. So when the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Moses had something special in his favor. He was a child of parents who had strong faith in their God. Uh, you know the investment grew interest when after all the hiding and after all the praying and fasting, after all the discipline and after all the talks about don't date this person. And y'all getting quiet on me right now. After all the curfews you set and after all the come straight home from school, after all the bringing them to church and after all the keep your virginity until you get married after all the men ought to desire a woman and a woman desire a man when the investment was come to years he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt mother I didn't know what all the hiding was about mother there were some things I never understood mother there were some things that you never gave an explanation 
preaching about. I feel like preaching now. Mother, there were some times I thought you were mean and I thought you were strict. Mothers, I thought that there were times I wanted to do my own thing, but you didn't allow me to. But mother, today I thank you for hiding me. Oh, I wish I had some young people that would help me preach. Uh, mothers, I thank you for hiding me. And so on this special day, we applaud every mother here today. And we give God praise for you. Because you took the time out to hide me. And that's why I'm not on drugs right now. Because you hide me. That's why I'm not an alcoholic right now. God help me preach it here because you hide me that's why I'm not in a homeless shelter right now because you hide me that's why I didn't get pregnant out of wedlock because you hide me that's why I'm not a gang member right now because you hide me that's why I never dropped out of school because you hide me that's why I'm not behind bars right now can I help somebody today because you hide me that's why I'm not involved in a same sex relationship some of y'all have been moved yet so I'm going to stay right here that's why I'm not in my grave right now because you hide me that's why I'm not a murderer right now because you hide me that's why I'm not in the clubs and I'm not in the parties dropping it like it's hot right now because you took the time out and you hide me I'm here to let the devil know that in spite of the shortcomings and in spite of the mistakes, I'm still in the house of God. My God, I feel my help. I might have made some mistakes, might have messed up at some times, but I'm here to let the devil know I'm still here. We've got young people that are still here. They're not only in the back, they're not in the back, but they're in the front. They're clapping their hands, they're running the aisles, they're giving God the praise. They're playing drums, not in the clubs, but in the church. They're singing, not on Hollywood Boulevard, but in Life Church. All because there was a mother who took the time out to hide me. Oh, you might as well clap your hands and give God a praise. Let the devil know I'm here because of mama. I'm here because of my pastor. I'm here because somebody took the time and hide me.
That's why the Bible shows us that birth, but that both parents must share in the spiritual training of their children. And that's why Proverbs chapter 6 lets us know, my son, oh, I wish I had somebody that would help me preach. My son, keep thy father's commandment. Can I preach the Bible right now? And forsake not the law of thy mother bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck when thou goest it shall lead thee when thou sleepest it shall keep thee and when thou awakest it shall talk with thee for the commandment is a lamp and the law is the light and Proves of instruction of the way of life. Come on, mothers. Come on, fathers. It's your responsibility to say to your son, to say to your daughter, keep the commandments of the law. There's some things that we don't watch on TV. There's some music that we don't download on our iPods. There's some clothes that we don't dress. There's some friends that we don't hang out with. There's some decisions that you don't make until you talk to me and mommy. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Bind them continually in thine heart and tie them in thy neck. Thank God for mothers and fathers in the church that can hide their children. Oh, clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Y'all may be seated. I got to run. I'm almost done. And so now, 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 the Bible goes on to say that Adonijah begins to exalt himself to be the next king of Israel. He begins to celebrate by having a feast and called on the men of Judah and all the brethren of the king's son. But he didn't invite Nathan and Benaiah and Solomon, his brother, to the party. This confirmed his conspiracy because the men he never invited to the party were the same men the Bible says belonged to David and were not with Ananias. Oh God, I don't got time to preach that. Nathan, the prophet, hears the news about Ananias declaring that he is the next king of Israel. And so he goes to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon and asks her if she heard about Adonijah being king and David not knowing about it. I want you to notice with me the prerequisites of a mother of honor. Number one, she goes into the chamber of King David. Can I preach it like I feel it now? Verse 16 says that she bows and did obscience unto the king. In other words, she begins to reverence and honor him. She says, I understand that he's my husband, but I also know 
that who he is to the kingdom supersedes who he is to me. Oh, I feel my help coming on right now. Ah, yes, Lord. Before she even brought the conspiracy of Adonijah to the king, what was priority to her was her understanding that I'm in the presence of the king. Ah, and that's why David declares this example in Psalms when the Bible says, Know ye not that the Lord, he is God. It is he that have made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now that you know that, look at the next verse. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I'm here to preach to somebody. Before you tell God about your problems, you need to tell him about how good he is. Can I preach like I feel it? Before you tell God about your situation, you got to praise him for his presence. Before you come inside the house of the Lord, before you highlight your agenda, you got to put your agenda to the side and say, I'm in the holies of holies. So I've got to bow my head. I've got to raise my hands. That's why I don't understand people coming to church and sitting down and acting like the pews. I don't understand people that will come inside the house of the Lord when other people did not wake up to see today. When other people are in their grave. When other people are in the crack house. In the homeless house. In the hospital. You're here in your right mind. You're here clothes on your backs shoes on your feet got a roof to live in got money in the bank got food on your table ladies and gentlemen that's every right to lift your hands that's every right to open your mouth and to give God your best praise because he's worthy in spite of my problems he's worthy in spite of my situation. He's worthy. In spite of my mess, he's worthy. Know ye not that he is God. Somebody open up your mouth and give God a crazy praise in this house today. Shake somebody's hand like you're going to shake it off. And tell them, get your mind off your problems. Oh, it's time to bow. Get your mind off your situation. It's time to bow. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, mothers. You've got a right to bow. I know you look good. Got your hair did. Got your nice outfit on. Got your nice shoes on. But it's time to get past how pretty you look. And it's time to praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. Clap your hands and shout and magnify the King of Kings. 
kings and the Lord of lords. Say yes. Say yes. Hold on, I'm not ready yet. Hold on with the music. Y'all may be seated. Give me two more minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she knew how to bow. Her priority was to get inside his presence. And so now the Bible says that when David calls for Bathsheba, verse 31 says that when she came in his presence of the king again, that she bowed her face on the earth and did reverence him. Notice verse 16, she bowed. Verse 31, she bowed. Every time she went into the presence of the king, she bowed. Come on somebody, every time you walk inside live church, you've got to You've got to bow. I heard, uh, was it Isaiah who said, uh, when in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. In other words, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his glory filled the temple. When I saw his glory, that was a mirror of what I looked like. And so he said, woe is me. Oh God, help me preach. For I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm a man of done. Maybe the reason why you can't bow is because you never looked in the mirror lately. But if you put the mirror in front of you and realize I used to be a fornicator. Can I preach it in here? I used to be a drug dealer. I used to be an alcoholic. I used to be a womanizer. I used to be a gangbanger. There's a lot of things in my closet that nobody else don't know about. But if I can put the mirror in front of me, I can say, woe is me. I ain't worthy to be in this house, much less be alive. But God, today, on this Mother's Day, I stop by to give you some glory, to say, God, if it wasn't for you on my side where would I be I wonder if I had somebody here today that can be grateful enough to stand to your feet and clap your hands ah, understanding that woe is me give him some praise right now Somebody bow with your praise. Bow with your worship. Bow with your thanksgiving. Bow with your appreciation. Bow, bow, bow. Before I tell you about my bills, I'm going to bow. Before I pray about my wife, I'm going to bow. Before I talk about my children, I'm going to bow. Before I bring my needs before you, the greatest need that I have is that I'm in your presence. And in your presence requires me to bow. I may be seated. Now, David, now here's the news about Adonijah. 
and he calls for Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet and Benai the son of Jehoiada. He tells them to take thy son Solomon. He said, take my son Solomon and let him ride on my mule and bring him down to Gihon. David said, let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him there. King over Israel. Then I want you to blow the trumpet and say, God, save Solomon. The Bible says that all the guests were with him that were with Ananijah were afraid because he feared because of Solomon's anointing of the kinghood. Ananijah rose up and went and caught hold on the horns of the altar. He knew that he was done. He knew that what he had done was going to give him the death penalty. But the horns of the altar were symbolic of God's mercy, forgiveness, and protection. So he fled to the altar, believing that Solomon would not kill him in such a sacred place. Thank God for the altar, that when I could have been dead, I held on to the horns of the altar to say, God don't kill me in my sin that's why you ought to praise God for the blood because it is the blood can I preach it in here that washes whiter than snow without the shedding of blood there will be no remission of sins you ought to thank God every day that he gave you grace and mercy to give you another opportunity to hold on to the horns of the altar and say God I know I'm not living right but I'm going to hold on to the altar I know I may be shacking up but I'm going to hold on to the altar I may not be faithful in my tithes but I'm going to hold on to the altar may not be coming to church faithfully but I'm going to hold on to the altar somebody clap your hands and thank God for the altar right now And so now the Bible says that David now was drawing nigh unto death. David had learned through painful experience and discipline that success and God's blessing demanded, dependent on remaining in his ways and the truth of God. David was deeply concerned that Solomon lived all life of obedience and faithfulness to God. So before he died, he told Solomon, keep the charge of the Lord. Walk in his ways and keep the statues. Keep his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses. Why? That thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. Mothers and fathers, hear me today. Before you close your eyes for the last time. You better make sure you charge your children to keep the charge of the Lord. Walk in his ways. Keep his statutes and his commandments. Keep his judgments and his testimonies. Stay in church. Stay holy. Be a worshiper. 
castle. The Bible says that David died and Solomon sat upon his throne and his kingdom was established greatly. My last point to you about Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, was that Adonijah came to Bathsheba with the request to have Abishag, the Shunammite, as his wife. Bathsheba goes to the king and she speaks on Adonijah's behalf. Thank God for mothers that can go to God in prayer. God, somebody help me preach. Thank God for mothers in the church that will go to God in prayer on their children's behalf. Lord, I don't know where my daughter is doing. I don't know what my son is going through. But Lord, I pray that you will cover them. Lord, I pray that you will keep them. Lord, I pray that you will watch over them. And the Bible says that that Sheba went unto the king's Solomon and spoke unto him for Adonijah and the king rose up to meet her and sat down on his throne and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother and she sat on his right hand in other words Solomon Solomon said mother I'm getting ready to shout right now I feel like preaching in this house Solomon said mother all this time when I was a young boy you always bowed to the king all this time when I was getting up and getting ready to go to school I heard the prayers of your mother in the bedroom. Oh, can I preach it like I feel it? All this time when I was texting late in the night, I heard the groanings and I heard the prayers of mom and dad down in the basement. Lord, plead the blood over my children. Lord, cover them right now. Solomon said, Mother, all this time when I was a young boy you always knew how to bow to the king but today I said today is Mother's Day and mother it's my turn to bow I feel like preaching now mother all this time I looked at you bowing mother thank you for giving us the example of a praying mother of a worshiping mother of a godly mother but 2009 right here in Pasadena, California on Mother's Day. Come on, somebody. I'm here to let you know, Mother, after all you've done, after all the prayers, after all the commitments, after all the examples, it's my turn to bow. Come on, somebody. It's my turn to pray like you pray. It's my turn to fast. Like you fast. Thank you, mommy. Thank you, mommy. Now it's my turn to live for God like you live for Him. It's my turn to commit myself to the ministry like you did. Mother, it's my turn to bow. Clap your 
and shout hallelujah. Come on up here. I'm ready to shout now. Let's have some church. Ah, I close. I close. I close. Come on, praise team. Get up here. I close now. In the Old Testament, if King Solomon bowed himself to his mother in 1 Kings chapter 2, then the New Testament records that Jesus declared to his generation that the significance of his life and kingdom surpassed the wisdom, authority, glory, and splendor of Solomon and his reign. Hold on a second before you play the keys. That's why Matthew said, when Jesus said, behold, a greater than Solomon is here. So I'm here to tell somebody today that Jesus bowed when he died on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I feel the Holy Ghost in here that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If Solomon bowed to his mother and Jesus is greater than Solomon, then Jesus by dying on the cross bow to his mother which is the church that's why Paul said in Galatians but Jerusalem which is above is free which is the mother of all of us so if Jesus bowed his head for the church and the church is the mother of us all then I'm here to let you know mother it's my turn to I'm going to bow for what you are to me. I'm going to bow because you saved me. I'm going to bow because you healed me. I'm going to bow because you delivered me. I'm going to bow because you protected me. I'm going to bow because you kept me in my right mind. I'm going to bow because you spared my life. I'm going to bow because you spared my children. I'm going to bow because you kept my marriage in the midst of a recession. You spared my money. You spared my house. You spared my job. Mother, thank you for bowing. Now it's my turn. Let's praise him. Let's worship him. Somebody shout. Hold on. Look at somebody say it's my turn. I don't know if your mother's here, but if there's a mother in the house, I need a young person to run to a mother and say, Mother, I thank you for bowing. Now it's my turn. Come on. Get out of your seat. Oh, it's too quiet in here. I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, some young person, you need to get out of your seat and find a mother right now and say, Mother, thank you for bowing. But now it's my turn to bow. Thank you for
for showing me how to worship God. Now it's my time to worship. Thank you for showing me how to run the aisles. Now it's my turn to run the aisles. Thank you for showing me how to pray. Now it's my turn to pray. Mother, it's my turn to bow. Hear me. Slow it down. The Holy Ghost don't want this. Listen to me. Solomon became king. Can you imagine Solomon being a young boy in the house of God? Looking at his mother, that she. David was king. Every time Bathsheba went in the presence of the king, Bible says she. She bowed. You know the reason why we've got kids on drugs. Want to know why young people are in jail? It's because they never had a mother. They never had a father. That showed them how to bow. So instead of bowing to the almighty God, they bow to the almighty dollar. They bow to drugs and alcohol and sex. I'm too quiet in this house. you something these young people ain't gonna make it if they don't see a mother or a father or a pastor or an elder that will show them how to bow So now David dies, and his son Solomon is king. Now when it was time for Bathsheba to go in the presence of the king one more time, in the back of her head, Pastor, she knew exactly what to do. It was already rehearsed. It was already embedded in her heart. She was getting ready to bow, but Solomon said no. No other. I've watched you all this time. I've heard your prayers when I was going to school. When I snuck out the house and I tried to sneak back in from parties and hanging out with girls and hanging out with the wrong company. Instead of you beating me, instead of you wilding out and doing something that was going to kill me, I snuck in, I tippy-toed it back in my room, but I couldn't why I'm king today is because you knew how to bow yesterday. Mother, mother, 
I'm king, but there's no way you can bow to me. The Bible says that he rose up from his throne. Kings don't get up from their throne. He, he got up from where he was and went to her. And when he went to her, he bowed to her. And when he bowed to her, he took her by the hand. And she sat where the king is supposed to sit. Because she was on his right hand. No wonder why God gave the commandment, honor thy father and thy mother. You hear me, some young people, you need to go back home and you need to repent. I don't know if you're living with your parents now, but whatever they are, you need to call them. You need to go to them. And you need to repent. And you need to say, Mama, I'm sorry for all the times I wanted to do my own thing. I'm sorry for all the times I wanted to backtalk. I'm sorry for all the times that I rolled my eyes and sucked my teeth and I disobeyed you. Mother, on this Mother's Day, I'm here to let you know it's my turn. It's my turn. I cried this morning. Cried this morning. Praying. Thinking about all the times. All the things that I've done wrong. It's like the devil this morning in the hotel room. Just trying to make me feel worthless. Look at you getting ready to preach. You remember what you did 10 years ago. You remember when you was at 15 years ago. Remember those times that you felt so angry you wanted to hit her? You remember those times when you once you said to her that I wish you were dead? I feel like those things just started to haunt me this morning. Till I fell on my face, said God. If you could forgive me for the things that I've done fifteen years ago that I really really I prayed, I called mom. Tears of said, before I preach to the people, I've got to preach to myself. Mom, it's my turn. I'm sorry for all the things that I've said. What are you talking about? You're married with kids 20 years old. I know. I remember when I was 14. I remember what I did when I was 16, 18. Mom, happy Mother's Day. This day, it's going to be my turn.
may not be your story. But my mother is probably the greatest hero in my life. Before I can highlight and praise any preacher, the reason why I'm here preaching today is because of my mother. she's watching, if she was here, I'll fall flat on my face and drop this nickel. And say, Mother, for all the times that you bow, the times that you prayed, all the times that you took off the belt and gave me a nice weapon, all the times that you ground me, all the times you told me no, and I never understood. Thank you for bowing. The reason why I'm saved and I'm preaching because you bowed yesterday and today I'm gonna bow. Every hand is raised right now, the Holy Ghost is in this house. I prophesied to my wife this morning on the phone. And I said, baby, we're going to curse every generational curse that's lingering in our family. I said, and I prophesy my sons, Isaiah and Jaden, when they get of age, they're going to turn around and said, mom and dad, for all the times that you bowed this day, it's my turn to bow. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Young people, you listen to me. You owe it to yourself to repent if you need to make it right. You owe it to yourself. That's the reason why you're not on drugs today. You're not behind bars. You got an education. You got clothes on. You know, it's, it's always the little things that we always forget. Until you walk down the street and you see somebody that's less fortunate than you. You say within yourself, thank you, Jesus. And I've got food in my table. Coming out of hospital visit, you got to lay hands on somebody, but you go through the wrong floor and you, you're in a ward and you see something that just messes you up on the inside. You can't by help to say, God, I've got two hands. I've got two feet. How can I sit down in God's presence when there are people with one arms and one leg and one eyes thirsty and hungry for God and look at me with my 100% complete body and I want to sit down and fold my hands and fold my legs I'm sorry folks here I am to worship here I am to bow down I don't know about you but this altar is open I, I don't even know how to make this altar call there are people here that need the Holy Ghost. I'm not sure, Pastor, forgive me if I'm going to say this. If I'm out of my place, please just re rebuke me. Do something. But God, God's here to fill people with the Holy Ghost. But I think God's here to heal people right now. God, God's, God wants to restore some families. He wants to restore some children back to their mothers. He wants to restore some children back to their fathers. And some of you, I dare, I challenge you in the name of Jesus. To not only make a commitment to God when you come here and pray, but when you leave this place, if your mom is not here and your dad's not here, get on the phone, call them, 
go back home before you change and play ball or go out to eat. You let them know, God, Dad, Mom, thank you for bowing. Now it's my turn to bow. It's my turn. This altar is open. You feel like praying. You step out of your seat and come on this Mother's Day. Your mother is here. You want to grab them by the hand. If there's a if there's a person, if there's a lady in here that you consider to be a mother, why don't you take them by the hand and say, I'm going to fall at your feet. Mama, thank you for bowing. I thank you for staying in the truth. I thank you for staying holy. I, I thank you for raising us up as as godly as as godly young people. I thank you for standing for something. It's the reason why you're here playing the bass, bro. It's because somebody bowed in your life. The reason why you're on the drums is because you had somebody that bowed. It was somebody that took the time out to bow. Showed you the way. Just because they bowed, you got to let them know, Pastor. It's my turn to bow. I feel in the Holy Ghost. If your parents are not here, somebody needs to run to Pastor Brown. Fall on his feet and say, Pastor, thank you for preaching. Thank you for rebuking me. Thank you for sitting me down at times that I was wrong. Thank you for disciplining me. Thank you for showing me the way. Some of you need to fall on Pastor Brown's feet right now. I know it's Mother's Day, but the Holy Ghost is here. The church is the mother of us all. Say, Pastor Brown, thank you. Thank you for bowing. Thank you for bowing. Now it's my turn to bow. Thank you for preaching. Thank you for praying. It's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. That's right. You let the tears flow. Thank you for being my hero. Thank you for being my hero. Thank you for holding on. You held on. That's why I'm here. Thank you for bowing. You love a whole shot I remember when I was 15, and I remember when I was just a little rugrat, just wanted to do my own thing. But I heard the prayers coming from the bedroom. I've heard the weeping. I heard the pleading of the blood. When I was hooked on drugs and into pornography, doing my own thing, living a life pleasing to the devil, there was a pastor that knew how to bow. There was a mom that took the time out. There was a father that understood, I've got to bow for the sake of my children. I've got to bow for the sake of my home. Mom, I thank you for bowing. Mom, I thank you for bowing. You don't be ashamed. If your mother's here, you get off that instrument and run. Run to your pastor. Run to somebody. I don't care who it is. I thank you for bowing. If it's a youth leader, if it's a friend, whatever, aunt and uncle, 
Thank you for bowing. Thank you for bowing. It's too quiet in here. Somebody ought to be weeping right now. Oh God. You ought to be lifting your voice. You ought to be crying out right now. Your voice should be louder than the keyboards right now. Come on, somebody. Thank you for bowing. Thank you for bowing. Thank you for hiding me. That's why I can stand today and say, I refuse to be called a son of Pharaoh. I refuse to be called a son of Egypt. Thank you for bowing. Thank you for living right. Thank you for being holy. Thank you for being apostolic. Come on, the church is the mother of us all. If Solomon bowed to his mother, then the church ought to bow to its mother. Thank you for bowing. If you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to talk in tongues right now. Come on. God, forgive us of not bowing. That's right. Grab your family by the hand. Begin to weep right now in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray right now in the Holy Ghost. Take your son, take your daughter by the hand, take them by the neck and say, God. It was all a down payment. (laughs) It, it, It was all an investment. On this Mother's Day, I've got a right to to be happy. I've got a right to celebrate. Mom! It's my turn! Mom! It's my turn. It's my turn to bow. It's my turn to bow. That's why the gangs didn't kill me. That's why the alcohol didn't affect me. Thank you for my mom that made the difference. Taught me how to bow. Taught me how to bow. The church is the mother of us all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm alive today because somebody took the time out to bow. Uh, I'm still in the church today because somebody took the time out to bow. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow. Here I say that you're my God. You're all together love. Come on, God's healing families right now. Come on, I need people to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, every eye is closed. No looking around. Come on. That's right. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. God's reconciling marriages. God, 
God is reconciling families right now. Thank you for bowing. Thank you for bowing. Thank you. It's my turn to bow. Turn about. It's my turn about. Yeah, Thank you, Jesus. The reason why I still have my virginity is because I bowed. The reason why I'm not hooked on drugs or some kind of STD. Somebody took the time out to bow. Your bow and save me. Your bow and deliver me. Jesus bowed for the church. Dying on the cross. The mother of us all. Here I am to bow. Mother, thank you for bowing. Thank you. Thank you, mother. Now it's my turn to bow. It's my turn to bow. Every hand is raised right now. Lift your voice and sing. Come on, mothers, on this special day. This is for you. Thank you, mother, for that. Thank you, mother, for bowing. Thank you, mother, for bowing. 